Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I did post on some social media today that I was able to procure, to trade, if you will, uh, roughly $20. That would be five goldbacks for a $20 raffle ticket to a school, actually here in New Hampshire, uh, somebody we know in the community, uh, their kid goes to the school, they're trying to raise funds to build a playground. So they're selling these raffle tickets. So I'm like, yeah, I'll buy, can I can I pay you in goldbacks? And he's like, yeah, I'll trade for goldbacks. That's fine. And I'm like, okay. So I give him the goldbacks, and I fill out the ticket, and I write Captain Kickass on the ticket. Because that's your name. What else would you write? And so, and then Steve I look at the ticket, <laughs> and like they're giving away like a varmint rifle or a Glock 17, like first and, and second place prizes. So it's entirely possible. And only in New Hampshire could this set of circumstances be possible. It's entirely possible somebody at the school later this month, at the end of the month or the beginning of next month, is going to reach their hand into like a bucket or a barrel of entries and pull out a ticket and go, and the winner is Captain Kickass. <laughs> now that in and of itself, I would, I would love to just, you know, some mom who's at the thing videotaping, you know, I'd just love to see that. But that's not all. Like, next time you have to put your full title, though. Well, right. That, then they have that to call can take a lot of time. That, yeah, that, that gets to be tedious, and my handwriting isn't great. You don't say. If you're calling from a rotary phone, then you would actually dial the one, because it's a rotary phone. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably actually have to uh. dial the zero to get the operator to get them to dial the phone for you, because you tap the, the, the rotary phone doesn't, yeah, all it does is click. It doesn't yeah. send the, the touch tones right, that right. all these phone systems need now to recognize. Pulse dialing. That's right. Some some of the phones, the old that uh, we, oh, there's a name for them. They were called uh, like uh, like the Dream House, the Barbie Dream Barbie phones, right? They looked like I don't know. You, you've seen them. I had a football phone, but they used to have a little switch that you could switch between pulse and dial. oh yeah pulse yeah. And tone. I never pulse knew what that did. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So it changes it from because the old rotary phones just go click 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 click. Yeah. But the the pulse phones will will do the beep boop boop boop. Right, that no, that's sound? the tone phone. The tone phone. Yeah. Tone. The pulse right. is the... So, pulse is the... Cl- right, yeah. So. Why would you switch that on your phone, though? I never understood because that. Because not all phones at, at that particular time when these were being manufactured, not all phones, in fact, very few of them, recognized touchtone, right? That they they were all... Okay. We were still on the analog phone network. Okay. And then fiber optics came along and the, you know, the division of Ma Bell and the creation of all the long-distance companies. All of a sudden, now people needed to be able to do touchtone stuff. Uh, it's known as uh, DTMF dial. I call it dial tone mm-hmm, because I, <laughs> because I got I, I got jokes right. You know? <laughs> when one government entity does a thing, it becomes monkey see monkey do. Especially if it works, right? right. Wear a mask, and, and by works I mean works for them, not for us. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Uh, Stay inside. Y- yeah. <laughs> so previously on Free Talk Live, we discussed. Uh, some cops, I think they had like a boombox or they were using their car stereo or whatever, and somehow they were playing like copywritten material, and that got onto some activists' uh, footage. They were recording the incident, maybe some cop blocking. I'm, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but they were filming these cops doing whatever it is they were doing, whatever nefarious First Amendment crap. audit. Yeah. And the YouTube video arguably got taken down because they could hear the copywritten music in the background. 
And so now what's happened, apparently, according to the Free Thought Project, uh, cops wake up an entire neighborhood blasting Disney music to avoid being posted to YouTube. I wonder if that would work like a, a, a I guess, a YouTube live, right? If it, if like you're broadcasting it live on YouTube or Facebook Probably or any social media, algorithms. it'll say, whoop, can't, can't, can't broadcast that. Or you'll get the broadcast, but then you won't get any replays. How do you know it's not Monica M. Romero and John Jacob Jingleheimer Zamora? Zamora? Because because it because it's uh, because it's uh, M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero Jr. Both judges in New Mexico. That's 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 because that's why that's how I know. Just it doesn't doesn't matter what the publicity is. Just get the name right. All right. Well, before you right. before you go though, like Richie Rich had a question for you that he wanted to ask. Fire away, Richie. Is that Fire, really Richie. is that really you in the speedo? On your Twitter profile pic, that is me. I could rock go. a speedo. Dude. Is, it a, is it a tangerine I speedo? I think it was just a like, bluish speedo. Oh. Blue, blue, blue and, and yellow. Blue and yellow. Blue and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you support that? Class? No, I support. I support no, blue and yellow. <laughs> well, well, actually, it's funny. I had a girlfriend from pretty close to Ukraine at that time. As a matter of fact, she's the one that took the picture. Already unbelievable. <laughs> Already unbelievable. Yes. So anyway, um, there's there's another judge that we to, to add into the fun. No, um, we just remember James, these two names. There's a well. You expect we, way we too much of this, David. Captain Captain changes it up. I'm going to change it up. So Jane Jane Yohalem, ironically, who used to be my lawyer, who won my unanimous decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals, where ironically, M. Monica Zamora is now a judge at the at the very court that that overruled her. In fact, she was the chief judge. But Jane Yohalem, my lawyer, is now her peer on the New Mexico Court of Appeals. So back in probably early aughts, mid aughts, something like that, there was a television show called. Three Sheets, and it was this guy, Zane Lamprey, and basically his job was to go around to different bars and drink, and they would film it, and and it was great, right? It was like he would just go and meet people, they'd talk about how unique their bar is, and like it started, like he would just go around to different cities in the U.S., right? Mega low budget, like uh, reality show style, couple of cameras, maybe two, three dudes tops for their whole entire crew. And and it was great. And I'm like, that is a great job. I must have this job. And then the second season came out and they went international. So now he's in like Ireland and three Scotland and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So he's meeting like, and I'm like, this dude has taken my job. So anyway. So there used to be activists around here that used to have their own like TV shows on the local public access. Yeah. I'm sure you could make that happen. Yeah, the mobile film crew. Four yeah. sheets. Yeah, make it yeah. one better. Yeah, or four twenty sheets. Drinking, <laughs> drinking with the captain. Right. Per diem. Call it per diem because that's fancy for cocktails money. with kick ass. There you go. That's what I called my. Uh, my you had like your my, own half an hour stop on. That's what I called access. my my fork fest. Uh, we'll call it an event, I guess. Okay. Basically, all I did was just bring booze and be like, "Hey, uh, open bar donations." You know, the defense is. Fair use, right? Because you have to allow for things like education, satire, comedy, uh, public commentary, political discourse. This is why, like, your local television station can show the sports replays from any major, you know, type of like the NFL or Major League Baseball, because they're granted fair use 
to but they report can't show it in its on entirety. The event, but they can't show it in, right, in its, its entirety, right? Okay. And uh, and so within those even is sometimes incidental copyright, right? Like. Uh, I don't know if you go to like an NFL game, oftentimes they'll crank, you know, we some sort of champions. music. We are the champions yeah. or something. And so that would technically be a copyright, but they allow that. So I don't understand how this, these cops playing Disney wouldn't be considered the same. Maybe it's just volume. I don't, you know. I think, well, it's probably that they're playing into the algorithm, right? The algorithm. Or the weird the algorithm. Music. Okay. Yes. Weird the weird algorithm. Algorithm. And the algorithm hears the music and immediately strikes it. Um, without any right because it's automated right it's automated instead of produced and published so i I think that so if you're live streaming that it could be an issue but if you download it to your computer and you time stretch it or pitch shift it a little bit it may not pick up on that algorithm right there are ways to avoid the algorithm in the i want to say like the late 70s 77 78 maybe in that pocket in that pocket um there was a film that was very unlike any Disney film before it. And it was called Something Wicked This Way Comes. It was basically mm. Disney's attempt at a horror movie. Whoa. But it was not rated R. R. But for Disney, it was pretty creepy. It's about this uh, traveling carnival kind of thing, and some evil follows it around, and, you know, it's surrounded by mystery and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and in fact, uh, I'm trying to remember, was it, was it Testament? Some thrash metal band did a uh, a song that was called Something Wicked This Way Comes, and it was basically, they had seen that movie, and they were like, I didn't know Disney put out a horror movie back in the 70s, and so they wrote a song about it. Wow. And then I remembered that. But that's like, it's about all of the, di- like, early on. I don't on, think that counts as a Disney song, though. No, it doesn't. It was based but on I'm just Disney saying, like movie. this is okay. all. I, this is all I remember of Disney. The other thing I remember about uh, uh, Disney uh, is that uh, one of my first jobs was a telemarketer, okay. and we used to sell subscriptions to children's books. Doctor Seuss, Cat in the Hat, Disney, obviously was part of that. Um, and we, you know, call up moms and grandmas. Oh, you got kids? Yeah, hey, you need these. Bo- oh, yeah, we do need these books, and they'd buy it and whatever. Why are you doing this? Hernandez asked. To which the officer had no problem replying, because they get copyright infringement. So the wow, cops just openly admitting. It. Well, because you're not going to get it on video. That doesn't pre- have to worry about being recorded. That's premeditated. Well, which apparently they did. Otherwise, yeah. You know, so the man filming then chimes in saying it's because he knows I have a YouTube channel. I'm embarrassed that this is how you're treating my neighbors. There's children here. Have some respect for my community. Hernandez said the officer then made the admission that they were wrong and actually apologized. I realize I made a mistake, sir. I apologize. So now he's backing down to the politician. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Professor of Music and Copyright at Berkeley Online, Dr. E. Michael Harrington. What's his first name? Dr. E. Michael Harrington. <laughs> What's E stand for? I don't, uh, e. I don't know. E. Maybe that's Edward. his drug of choice. E. All right. Dr. E. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> we're going to, like, at some point in the future, we're going to come upon this guy again and be like, he used to be known as Dr. E. Michael Hampton, but now he's only known as Dr. E. <laughs> The E is for evil. Dr. Evil. Anyway, uh, Dr. E. Michael Harrington, professor of music and copyright at Berkeley Online, told ABC that this practice is likely illegal. I think it's clearly illegal because it is a public performance. Uh Uh-huh. Now we're on. Harrington said of the officers blasting the music in the middle of the night, waking up the neighbors. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. You at least have radio experience. So. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, I can fix the compressor up there. You can and have. Yeah. Yes. And you'll do it again, I'm sure. I believe you. Is well, that the line? I believe you. No, it was, uh, I'll take your word I'll for take, it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the translation of that? I'll take your word for it? It's just a dismissal. It's oh. like, I, it's, I don't want to argue anymore. I'll take your word for it. And that just shuts right, down like, the... I don't, whatever you're saying is so uninteresting <laughs> and unimportant to me that I don't want to verify. I don't want to research. I don't want to like counterpoint. I'll uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. The, the the translation of I'm just saying, saying is, is is dumbass. Right. Right. So. And then whatever is. If you want to low key you. call somebody a dumbass, just, just end your it. sentence with I'm just saying, or start it with I'm just saying. <laughs> Here's like, what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just like saying. Richie, I'm just saying, and then go. You know, uh, continue right. on. The other one point. is yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I don't understand that one. Yeah, I catch people saying it all the time. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Like, what is it? Is it yeah or no? <laughs> it's it's yeah, yeah, no. yeah, Pick one. yeah, no. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah, you no. Know. Yeah, no. You're not like itching to go move into the homeless camp, right? Because they they get free storage and they're not going to get raided and there's going to be crack pipes and all that kind of stuff. No, well, no, no, no they're not gonna, that, that's the whole thing is that they're going to make it illegal. You're not supposed to. You're, they catch you with dope dealings well, and well, well, shooting I mean, needles. crack is already illegal. How much more illegal can it get? Dealing within the camp. No, but they, you cannot do it in that park. It's not a homeless camp for you to buy all the dope you want. It's and, unauthorized. Right right now it's unauthorized, but they're not throwing so all the homeless Is it authorized everywhere else? The crack or the vacancy? No, no. The thing is, it's it's they're going to have a designated area where you can legally, and but all the other ones will going to camp out in little clusters. They're like little barnacles, you know, like uh, that grow like muscle barnacles that like uh, grow all over the place, and they get all thrown out after a couple of weeks. Um, you know, huh, underneath the freeways it. and stuff like that. I mean. But I, I I do not like them because I'm I, I'm feeling like really terrified every time I walk by these tents because they act like I'm invading their uh, housing. You know, they act like they were invading their territory and they get very aggressive. Oh, invading. Oh, okay. Emory University, I believe this is in Georgia. Yeah, Atlanta. Hot, Hot Atlanta. Atlanta. Hot right. Atlanta. Emory University limits internet access for unboosted students. What, are they throttling the speeds? No, they're cutting them off. Oh, isn't that nice? So if you're a, a student good. at this particular uh, college and uh, you haven't you haven't done your part, would, That's you, would dumb. you like to know What's more? next, food? Oh, then they're going to have second? to go to the library and congregate with other people? <laughs> Last month, Emory University started limiting internet access and speed for students who refused to get a COVID-19 booster shot in violation of the college's vaccine policy requiring three doses. Not one, not two, but three. The same amount of licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll. 1024. 
I've done it. Wow, that's an awfully digital number. It was <laughs> that it, is. This was before the digital thing was a thing, and it just happened to be. It just happened to be about thousand twenty-four, as I recall. And you know that. That's I, right. Like you didn't even have to think about it. I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time licking that lollipop. <laughs> Hopefully, this radicalizes some people. Maybe is there hope? I mean, is that wishful thinking on my part. I, I think they'll. You go, mean normalize? Like make people like feel like, hey, freedom's important, and I shouldn't be forced to do things I don't want to do. And sure, you know, I mean that's normal to me. I'll accept the word normal for that. Yeah. I think that if they already have two shots, they're they're not a free range human anymore. Yeah, they're what's what's radical is acquiescing to government's insistence that you take uh, some form of experimental medical procedure into your body uh, before I mean, really anything has is known about it. Yeah, you, but you get your Wi Fi though. Do you, you think it's the two shotters putting up a fight? Like, I'm not getting the, I got my two, well, I'm not getting a third. I think there is some vaccine hesitancy for the booster. I, I believe booster reluctancy is booster the term, reluctancy. terminology we're okay. using in this oh, article. right, right, right. That's the official term. He said students who don't acquiesce could face further penalties, but he did not specify whether suspension or expulsion would be amongst them. Oh, you get a dial-up modem. Please be expulsion. <laughs> Please be expulsion. In February, students who did not comply with the January booster deadline were notified that their Wi-Fi would be restricted. <laughs> we will write a very stern letter, and if you don't comply, we will be forced to write another sternly worded letter. I got into this habit um, with doing the band thing, right? Because uh, the singer, being that he had no gear to set up or tear down, he would bring a video camera okay, and either tape or... You know, micro SD card, whatever, you know, media. You know, <laughs> micro du SD jour, card. Du jour, uh, spanning the time frame of VHS right. all the way through. Uh, <laughs> Solid state. Extra super mega micro SD card, whatever the, the, the mini micro SDs are now. I don't know, they're tiny. Yeah. It's anyway. Like chiclet. Uh, so we would we would do what's called film study. Now in sports they do this, right? They're watching film. They they watch film of the previous game. They yeah. break down film of like, oh, what did the opponent do, and how did I fake him out of this move, and like, oh, I juked left when you know he sure. went right or whatever. And so we got to do that as a band. And what we discovered is because we were a three piece to start out with, is that while we were well rehearsed, we were kind of boring to watch. Okay. Because we weren't doing a lot of moving, you know, the thrash metal we were playing was pretty intricate, so you can't just be running around, bouncing around stage and not screw up your song. Right. So that's when we decided to hire an actual frontman. Oh. Because, let him jump around. And that's exactly what what we found, was a guy who can run around, jump around, and, you know, do all the fun stuff while we just sit there and sort of jam out. And right. Do the mathematics kind of, of yeah. But it was because of our film study that we discovered this, and we improved ourselves as a band because we did our own film study. So, uh... You know, I don't recommend you listen to every show, but you should at least listen to one or two. Some years ago, maybe more than a decade or so now, there was this big like social movement against bullying. Right. right. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. The anti-bully. And you saw public service messages. You saw celebrities and, you know, all sorts of people. Don't I'm, be I'm a bully. You, don't be a bully. If you see bullying, you call a bully hotline and you tell them, you tell an adult <laughs> about the bully and blah, blah, blah. They'll send a bigger bully to bully the bully. We should call a bully hotline on this guy. And what they failed to realize, or, I mean, I pointed it out, but, like, I'm just one man, right? I can only have so much effect. Uh, what, Your voice is heard by millions. One man. One man can make a difference. That's the old Knight Rider <laughs> intro. Anyway, what they failed to realize, of course, is that government in and of itself meets the definition of bullying. Yes. 
It's not a dialogue. There's no dialogue. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no, no conversation. Dialogue. It just is. <laughs> it's one uh, way. If you if you look at the definition of bullying and then you take a look at what government does and how, more importantly, how they get anything done, you realize that, oh, well, they just didn't put the mirror up to themselves when they're discussing all this kind of they stuff. They also fit the definition for terrorism, too. They do, yes, which is super interesting. And also, you can't, you can't call a hotline to to report them either. Who can you call? Right to report yeah. that? Yeah, there's nobody. You call Russia. Well, there is nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't call anybody. Asteroid impact. NASA simulation shows we are all sitting ducks. Dun dun dun. Even with six months' notice, we can't stop an incoming asteroid. Got to train those oil riggers now. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Okay. Uh, as as we know, science, science, the science has Trust said. Trust the science. Yeah, apparently Dr. Fauci himself is, no, I'm kidding. Is it weird that I'm amazed it doesn't happen more frequently? I also am amazed that it doesn't happen more frequently. Uh, we know that the earth has like been the Goldilocks zone. Is so perfect. It's it is weird. It's yeah. almost as if it were developed. Oh. You know, like somehow, some way. Created by a higher power, perhaps. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Take your word for it. Uh an international the key takeaways from the article. Okay. At an international space conference, attendees took part in an exercise that imagined an asteroid crashing into Earth. With the object first spotted six months before impact, attendees concluded there was insufficient time for a meaningful response. Do you remember the the fake missile test or the fake missile launch in Hawaii? From Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, I was still sleeping when this went off. I woke up. I looked at my phone. Oh, and the the air raid sirens were going off, weren't they? Yeah, apparently. But I was all that stuff. Didn't wake you up. Didn't wake me up. But I looked at my phone. I went, huh. And then I jumped on online and I kind of like Googled to see if it was an actual threat. And by that time, you know, the panic had passed yeah. and it was okay. But I talked to my cousin who was like up bright and early, right? And he was at some function uh, with his daughter. And at this function was like a local politician. Okay. And he's like, I just attached myself to that dude's hip. Like wherever he was going, I'm going. Because if anyone's going to protect themselves, it's going to be, you know, that a-hole. Yeah. Right. So if they're taking him away, like, they're taking me with them or, you know, I'm, they're dragging me along. Huh. And I went, that's an interesting, like, well played, sir. Uh, but, yeah, so they're going to act in their own best interest. Get your congressman's schedule before. <laughs> Stick with them. Uh, the above scenario, referring to the scenario we just outlined, is a result of a recently concluded NASA thought experiment. The question to the agency... Uh, that they sought to answer was this. If we discover a potentially deadly asteroid destined to hit Earth in six months, was there anything we could do to prevent a horrifying catastrophe? Or as I like to call it, a disastrophe. (laughs) Some years ago, I don't remember, I think maybe it was 2006, 2008, I think I read in the news. It was in the news there was supposed to be an asteroid hitting the Earth, Mm -hmm. I think in 2016. So I thought the best idea would be to determine where it was and so forth and then send out a bomb and bust it up. But a few days later, the news said, forget it, it wasn't going to hit the Earth anyway. 
from what you've just been saying, there seems to be a whole slew of those things a lot of, uh, all the time, and they don't hit the earth anyhow, or they get burned up in the atmosphere, so I don't see any reason to panic about it. I, I tend to agree with you. However, what this article is saying is that even with six months' notice, uh, sending a bomb up to attempt to you know explode it into pieces or whatever, uh, there's not enough time or we don't have enough bombs. They they get into more of it. We haven't covered that yet, but that is what the article is saying. They're like, we're screwed even if we have bombs to throw at it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I think pay, uh, some people just like to try to panic everybody to death. I think that's what's behind a lot of this environmentalism and what was behind these lockdowns also. Certainly, it was uh, definitely fear. Uh, the government certainly wants you to be very afraid. As a former professor of international relations and political science, I very much appreciated your discussion last night on the Uyghur community, rounding that community up mm. in concentration camps, and also the discussion you promoted regarding political executions and harvesting organs. Bravo to you on current events. Uh, thanks, Gigi. That's, uh, I, I don't understand why we'll call them mainstream media or even more alternative media uh, doesn't you continuously run that because it's such a huge story. It's Follow the yes, money. Yes, sir, you are correct. So uh, I appreciate uh, you appreciating I'm us. I'm a news junkie. So when I heard your format last night, I was very pleased because, you know, I have called previously and complimented you and Richie on cryptocurrency being advocated and discussed at length on the BBC. Mm-hmm. Breaking the flaw, you were telling us about your activism. And a wild the, goose chase. A wild goose chase, you say? Yeah, wild goose chase. You know, let's uh, let's have three units on scene right away, you know, and why does the activist are there first, you know? So it was a wild goose chase. So just, but, um, just to, we went back and because you guys are more yeah. responsive anyway. Yeah, just to bring our listeners up to speed <laughs> who may have just turned surprising. in. Uh, Breaking the Flaw here has a YouTube channel called Breaking the Flaw. Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, you guys go out and you do what's known as cop watching or cop blocking, where you, you film police uh, and, you yeah. know, uh, try and keep them, you know, honest or at least be good people while you do this kind of thing. What you're saying is that you were doing this uh, last night and these police somehow figured out a way to uh, give you the false impression that something was going on at the corner of whatever and whatever. And so y'all went over there only to find nothing. Yeah, and uh, I kind of knew right away when they made the call. I'm, like, you know, I was like, let's play into it. Let's go prove it. Let's go show that they're not showing up, and then go back to the station and complain about it. And it's the last time I'm going to take one of those calls, right? Yeah. So, um, just, just, just for the fact. But we didn't carry it through because they did it to, to us once before. Uh, and again, earlier that night, uh, we were in Greenfield, Mass, and they did it to us over there too. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.